0: Okay. Okay. with in a What's good everybody? I am Kayla Got the 411. I'm back for another What's Good episode. I am here with It 64 Boy. Now this segment is called What's Good, so I gotta ask you, what's good with you? How are you doing currently?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Just blessed to be here. Um, I appreciate you bringing me on today as well, Kayla. And um, also want to give a big shout out to the networking queen. She be making these things happen as well. Yes. So, first and foremost, everything's going well. I can't complain at all.
0: Yeah, shout out to Krista. She done sent so many of y'all over here dope, amazing person. She... No, no shade. She's my favorite PR person to work with. Like, so professional. Like, she gets back. Like, I just love working with her. So I'm happy to finally have you on. I know we've been trying to schedule this for a while. So let's take it back to when you was little six four boy. Okay, like yeah. what were you into? Like what type of music were you into?
1: Like, I'm gonna go back to when I was four. Like when I was growing up, my pop was a DJ, so I seen him spinning vinyls, uh, listening to like. The Beatles, Rick James, Dr. Dre, uh, S- Smokey Robinson—just a little bit of everything,
0: right? So, so he had so a broad range. Like, whoa, that's like wow. He had different tastes in music. That explains why your sound of music, like when I listen to your music, the way you produce, like you have a unique sound. I can tell you listen to other dramas. Is that true?
1: Oh, absolutely. You you hit it right on the nail.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think I was telling another producer once that. Um, listening to other genres of music, it kind of just helps your sound when you're creating your music. And you can always hear it as well. So everybody who's watching, you're not just a, you're an artist, you're a producer, you're a record executive, you're the CEO of Stacking Entertainment. And that's a big accomplishment, especially for somebody still young in age. So when did you actually decide to get into the music industry and take it serious?
1: Um, I started taking it serious, I will say probably around... 2009. Um, You know, like probably about 2009, 2010, I started really getting into it. Um, At the beginning when I first started, I think it was more of a hobby. You know, I just enjoyed writing. I enjoyed producing. I mean, I still enjoy it now, but, you know, I made it more of a a business entity rather than more of a, you know, something that I just enjoy doing. I kind of want to make a living off of it. So, I started doing that and uh, just from going to college at Norfolk State University, uh, that helped me just from, you know, networking with other, uh, you know, colleagues as well, just from all over the place, um, like from New Orleans, I met people from D.C., uh, California, just just a little bit of taste, of uh, different, different vibes and energy, so just being, you know, going to college just for the network, um, you know, made me, uh, you know, do what I'm doing now, just to be able to create that, uh, create the company and be able to be a record label owner. Um, Uh, also I I mix and master, uh, music producer. Uh, we do a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. You, you wear many, many hats. What did you you actually go to school
1: for? Um, I went to school for mass communications and I minored in music technology. See, I was already in the music. I was already in the music. So the music technology was already like, a. uh, you know, that was like, oh, I'm going to breeze through this because I already had the knowledge of it, but it was just getting more that just getting extra knowledge and just to add value to what I was already doing.
0: That's dope. I always tell people, like, sometimes going to college, it's like the experience that you meet and meeting people. I went to the art institute and I felt like I always felt like a weirdo. So when I went Mm -hmm. there, it was so many creatives. Like, everybody was creative, too. So you get to meet people that do the same thing for you, but no, that wow, that's amazing. So that all works out perfectly for you. So that means you are very knowledgeable of the music industry. Okay, so what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see artists make when they sign a deal?
1: I think the biggest mistakes artists do, I just think that they uh, they don't read. I feel like they just jump into it. Um, mm-hmm. They don't. They don't have like support, uh, like mm-hmm. far as like a uh, um, entertainment lawyer as like, you know, going to the a situation when they have like some type of sit down for a label meeting um, mm. that could be signing time right then and there not having no representation, um, mm. not just being able to uh, copyright their music, not knowing about BDS, uh, sound scan, sound exchange, um, the PROs, the performance rights organizations. That's what the ASCAP, and the BMI, CSAC. So just not being able to like just know those things and knowing that they can be like their own publisher um, and still make it independent, like make a living while they're while they're moving. So, it you know when you're having a sit down with a label, you kind of want to be more of a, like a partner rather than being someone else's plan. Because if you don't have a plan, then you become <laughs> someone else's plan. So. Slave. I say. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, being the slave. Yeah. And you know. Also, I see this conversation because even as you were talking about a lot of these organizations, I'm sitting here like, oh, because I didn't know it was that many opportunities that artists can do to pretty much represent themselves. And I'm pretty sure a lot of artists don't even know. But do you think Mm -hmm. it's a good idea for an artist to have the same lawyer representing them as the label?
1: No. Um, I think that they should be able to seek you know, elsewhere to bring it, bring that to the table. And they have a lot of entertainment lawyers out there, you know, just being able to Google them, check out the reviews and things like that. Just like they search anything else. Like when you're going out to eat, you're going to look at the reviews. So it's it's the same way. And, and just like even, you know, with the court system, you know, if you have a, you know, someone gets in trouble and they got a lawyer um, of course they're going to, that lawyer that's inside with the courts is going to charge, more the best entrance of that court system to be able to get you off a situation, <laughs> ra- rather than, you know, having a lawyer that could charge you a little bit less and still could do just as good as that person is charging a lo- little bit more, if not doubling or tripling the amount. So
0: That is great, great advice. I've seen a little debate going on on Twitter, so I have to <laughs> say that for somebody that's knowledgeable. So what was your actual goal for starting up, stacking up entertainment?
1: Man, I started out just being a music producer. Um, I had I had the opportunity to be able to record uh, a lot of artists at Norfolk State. I did an internship recording uh, 200 unpaid hours of just different artists, um, just being able to just get the feel of it and just hearing different talents out there. And that was really my stepping stone. Um, that was the same studio uh, Pharrell Williams used to actually sneak in. And record artists, so I got the chance to be able to be in that same studio to be able to record those artists. Um, far as the record label, I seen that it was artists out there that you know needed to be aided out there. Like there's artists that don't have like that advice; they don't have no one that they can really go to to right. you know to be able to make it and just to be able to just get by as an artist and be able to make an income, make a living. Um, mm-hmm. and I seen and I seen that. So that's something that that's why I really wanted to create a record label to be able to just help other artists out there, um, letting them know that you can still be independent um and still, you know, still enjoy your lifestyle as an artist and not having to feel like your bag is against the wall and you have to sign a deal right then and there.
0: That's amazing, man. I swear we definitely need so many people like giving back to these people because when they put that big check and that investment right there, that million dollars in front of these artists. And, you know, grandma house about to get taken from the yeah. stage and got a baby on the way. That sounds good until they start uh, taking that money away from that concert or that video shoot where you had all those cars. And they yeah. take that out. And these artists, they there like, where's my money? But the fact that you are a black man being able to want to help the culture, we need more people like that, man. That's dope. You get your blessings like that. You ever heard that saying you get your blessings
1: oh. when you do other people? So you pay it, pay for it. Forward. That's look, my goal is to be able to just help others out there and just, you know, I just pray that they they're able to just, you know, help other the other youth that's coming up as well. So I mean that's the goal is just to keep it going. because um, I know I'm not gonna be here forever. So, you know, I just try to be able to you know, instill everything that I've learned into others and tell them that they can do it as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I just hope that, you know, just hope for the best that they're able to succeed as well as, you know, just provide some of the things that I've um, placed out there to other people, so.
0: Right, sharing those gems. So you have worked production-wise for artists like making The again and Rick Ross, but you are artists too. How do you manage doing all this and making your music? Like, how do you keep up? Yeah. Man, the
1: main thing is like, all right, so I'll tell you the record label and music production that that's like my bread and butter. Like that's my that's my joy. That's what I enjoy doing. As far as the art artistry side, I love I love writing music. So my goal is to be able to, you know, write music, record them for like references. So if I'm ever going into a studio or or partnering up with another record label, you know, I wouldn't mind sharing that and partnering with the label and say, Hey, you know, check this out. I can hear such and such on this record. So I kind of look at it as a way to still be able to get my beats out there as well as some writing credit. So.
0: Mm. Now you mentioned writing credit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe do you think that a lot of artists may be better suit at writing than actual the artistry because you know this industry is hard like how would they go about getting a reference track in the hands of the right person like what would you suggest for them um my
1: my recommendation would be definitely uh build relationships with these a and r's out here um uh, mm-hmm. definitely just just building relationships with uh just music executives out there that that just have those relationships with these other artists uh, and people people sleep on DJs. Like I tell you, DJs know everybody. And mm-hmm. it's not about. And see, the problem with the artist and the DJ is they always look for a hand in. Like they'll go to the DJ, hey, can you play my record? Can you play it on the radio? But you know, find out what that DJ enjoy. Like, what's what's your DJ favorite drink? Like, what's like what do they enjoy? What do they enjoy doing? So. Once you start like really building with your DJ, like then, you know, it's genuine at that point. And then some of the things that the artists are paying for could be getting it for free just off of the relationship. Right.
0: So pretty much just try to be, build a working relationship instead of being a mooch, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Just, just, just be yourself and just build and just build with people. Like, like people just want to just not feel like they're just, like, use as a tool. They just want to be able to just genuinely feel like they can connect with you. Great right
0: mind. So,
1: what has been your biggest accomplishment so far in your career? Um, uh, one of my biggest accomplishments, I would say, is definitely the record I produced for Jacopo and um, Two Chains is a record called Top of the Hill. Um, it mm-hmm. got distributed through Universal. It got over a million streams right now. It's doing really well. I'm actually waiting on waiting on my plaque for Spotify to be able to just have that award as well. So that's one of my like biggest accomplishments that I've, I've done so far. Um, also, uh, I produced a record for, uh, Della West, uh, and Cypher It was a record called "Finito." Um, it's actually doing over a million, um, streams on SoundCloud right now. And, uh, we distribute that, distributed that through Empire Distribution. Um, and I also did a, uh, I did a record with uh, T-Rail. Um, he's out there. Um, he's kind. got of, T-Rail's everywhere, but I know, I think he's from Kansas. Uh, but we produced a record uh, with him as well that had generated over 500,000 streams. And uh, I did a record called Flip that uh, I produced as well that had over 500,000 streams. Yes, man. You
0: mentioned so. you plaques like who sends these plaques do like you said Spotify so do Spotify send their own plaque and Apple send their own plaque like how does that work
1: yeah it's actually like distributors that, that partner directly with Spotify um just having those connections and they'll actually create it um, and they'll get it sent to you as well
0: oh that is amazing mm-hmm. so it's probably a lot of artists who probably haven't hit those milestones they just gotta know the right person to be able to get that plaque that is so now we're going to have a little fun. We're going to take a little break. So I'm going to okay. much mention a statement and you finish the blank. Okay. You ready?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. What are three things in life that brings you peace?
1: Uh, God, family, and music.
0: Yes. Do you think that artists just need that support from their family and friends? Because you hear those stories where, Nobody supports them until they make it or, you know, they're seen with a celebrity. Like, how important has, like, your family and, like, your surroundings been for you throughout your career, especially when you're having those rough days?
1: Yeah, my, my family has been supportive um, throughout my whole journey. Even sometimes when I was younger, you know, my parents used to say things that I really didn't like sometimes, like, you mm-hmm. got to go to school, you got to do, you still got to do other things. And I didn't want to hear it at the time. But now that I'm at the age where I am now, I really appreciated some of the things that they instilled in me. Because, you know, mu- music, you know, you got to have a plan A, B, and a C, I feel mm-hmm. like in today's time, you got to, and my grandmother always told me, you got to have more than one hustle to survive. Um. So, I definitely. yeah so it's all about just having something to fall back on just don't rely on just one thing you know because if if you get if you dive in too deep on something um you may you may get disappointed you may go through this depression or have anxiety things like that so it's just important to just you know just have those backup plans um cuz you know something may not work out um but you might be great in another area that could lead to something totally different like Um, Just for example, um, you know, as far as I have banking, um, a banking background as well. So Mm -hmm. just being able to network with uh, different business owners was uh, a great stepping stone just from coming from the restaurant business, dealing with customer service, getting into banking, learning to build relationships, you know, led me to dealing with other business owners that was able to uh pay some of my artists to come out for festivals um and different things, um different things like that. So you just never know like what things can lead. And and I always tell, you know, artists, that you know, like have respect for everybody because you never you never gonna know who you're gonna come across. Like that's important because you don't know who knows who and you know one thing could, could lead, you know, to a whole nother way where you ruin a whole relationship. You could be working for that person that you that you disrespected or you know things like that. So I always just tell people just, you know, just keep a cool head and just enjoy what you do and just make the best of it.
0: Right. You said you had banking experience. So were you working like a just regular job in banking?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm actually uh I built myself up from a teller to a branch assistant manager. So um so we deal, you know, with loans and things like that just to help you know people succeed financially and you know just just helping people with life like people don't even realize like I mean I just feel so good on how many people I help like you know I talked to one client that that said that their car was breaking down on them I was able to get them a credit card they came back in and thanked me because you know they was able to fix their car and have zero interest for 18 months and if it wasn't for me they wouldn't even thought of it and just um also helping people uh realize that you can be a first-time home buyer um without having to put a lot down Because some people look at that 200 250,000 and say oh i can't afford this but you know in reality they got first-time home buyer programs that actually give you money towards a down payment of the home um i help people with that
0: I'm gonna talk to tell you after
1: this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so it's so I many things. Like
0: where, like even I work a a regular job. I work as an account manager, and mm-hmm. those type of jobs help you be able to interact with people professionally. Because at the end of the day, we all are creators, but this is still a business industry. You got to be able to know how to conduct yourself, talk to people, and these jobs that everybody's working. You can do both. Like you've done Absolutely. both. You can manage mm-hmm. it. I don't know why everybody just want to be a boss and struggle,
1: but you can. Sometimes you have to get another job in order to pay for yeah. those studio. You know. Yeah. So and I, like- and, and I always say it's just a network. It's like it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And and I tell people even when you in this in these jobs, like I, I don't help people break out their shells. Like it was. It's been people that I've seen in banking that were shy to talk to people, and I just say, hey, uh, you ever been to a family reunion? I used to tell people, you ever been to a family reunion and you see that family member that you do not know and then you started talking and then you just haven't, then y'all just start vibing out. I just tell people, look at it like you're going to a family reunion with people you never met. So I try to, I try to give people that advice to kind of break them out their shell to be able to just converse with people and just, I've seen people succeed just from that, just those type of conversations with people
0: right nice. that's very inspiring too i think so many people feel like you gotta just dive all into one thing but like you said don't put everything in one basket because when everything just fails you just you feel like you lost it all so i think that's great, great advice even some advice i don't so we're closing up now at the end of the show so what can we look out for you for 2022 because i see that you and big wall you all did a joint project that i listened to like how did y'all come up with that
1: Man, me and Wall, because uh, Wall already had his, uh, his platform, Address the Culture. And yeah, we kept you know. talking. Yeah, so he already had that. And, you know, we just clicked. Um, shout out to the Networking Queen again. She made that happen. So as uh, soon as she linked us together, I had my interview with him. We started chopping it up. And he was like, he said, man, you like my brother, man. Like, we just clicked. We clicked from day one. And we've been building for over a year. And we still and we still like brothers. And even that project, the, the project felt so right together because it felt like we done built over a year, just getting to know people. Like I can call Wall up right now. We can talk about just life, and, and we don't. It, it, and that's and that's important to me. That's more valuable to me than you know just trying to call me every day. Like, hey man, can you send me this new track or send me a beat like this? Like me and Wall, like man, how you? Yeah, like how your family doing? Like, or you lose a family member, man. My condolences, man. Anything you need, I got you. You know, like we on that type of level.
0: That's dope. Big Wall—he is definitely amazing. I told he has this energy about him. Like you can tell, yeah. Man. Genuine. That's wall so. Genuine. It's okay, people to ask, say, "Hey, how you doing today? Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. So, I can't even tell you since for how many people jump in my DM. Don't say, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, yeah. not like, like my gosh, can can I get a high? And I think that's so important. People just ask how you doing. And that's the reason why this exactly. segment i all what's good. Just checking in with everybody. Because some artists, you know, I've asked what's good with them, and they're not in a mm-hmm. good mood. they going through things, yeah. with COVID. So people appreciate mm-hmm. that. I say thank you so much. So any music that you have coming out, and the artists that you're working with, like give us a follow one
1: yeah, um, I'm actually working with uh, JT uh, from GMR um, Entertainment. They're a whole record label. So I'm really helping putting them in a position to get their own distribution platform so they can start distributing their artists and things like that. So they've really been appreciating all the things that I've been offering to them. And, you know, we also do uh, articles like news articles. We help, you know, we help artists, you know, just build their whole, you know, their whole background like on Google because Google is everything I tell people if it didn't happen on Google it really didn't happen so you know in the eyes, in the eyes of Instagram or Facebook if you kind of want to uh, maximize on the social medias and things like that you know we help out with Instagram celebrity engagement uh, we help with Spotify playlisting. I mean we, we pretty much do do so much like to help you know a lot of small businesses as well as artists out there and um i also wanted to mention something too kayla i mean like my like my passion was basketball like like i, I did a i did a record called hoop Dreams that's actually on on my project traumatized life story e p mm-hmm. and um when i was when i was sixteen like my grandfather's from puerto Rico, so he i mean he was like he played basketball at clark atlanta like he was like he was <gasps> I mean, he was good. And back then, it was more of a height requirement. So that prevented him from going to the NBA. So he told me all the things that he knew. So, like I, like, I was all in. Like, you know, back looking at Michael Jordan back then, just looking at Kobe Bryant. Like, I just really thought, like, that's what I really wanted to do. And I was, like, dead set on it. Um, and when, when I went to uh, high school my, uh, my freshman year, they did a physical on everybody and they and then they checked my heart and he was like he was like you got a regular heartbeat I was 16 in front of like 20 guys he was like I said what do you mean he said you have a hole in your heart and he said you could die any day now he told me that at 16 years old everybody (laughs) in front of everybody everybody huddled up against me and I was like look man like y'all y'all need to calm down like I Ain't nothing going to really happen to me. Um, but it really, it really deterred me from wanting to pursue that. Like when he said that it, it made me want it to um, change. So that's why when I found music and really started going hard at it, I kind of used that as my MBA, you know, fundamentals, being able to just help key players with different things. So it kind of came from, you know, basketball, applying it to the music industry
0: gosh like so did you what like so, what happened
1: in that situation like did you was it true um actually recently to be honest with you I'm you know I'm 31 now you know you know how we are sometimes you don't even want to get anything like that checked out because you don't want to know but it took me a while to really to uh go out but I re- really got it I got it checked out um they said it's a small hole um but oh. they just told me that um it's nothing that they would do surgery on. It's nothing that um, I needed surgery on. But that was good to hear that. But I'm a, I'm aware. And, you know, then I was young. So it, it messed me up. I didn't even want to – I mean, I still shoot the basketball every now and then. But now, like, I wasn't – I wasn't no longer, like, interested in saying, I'm going to pursue going to the NBA. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I feel like he killed that dream for me. And I- – and that's what <laughs> <a hippo violin. laughs> yeah so that's why uh that's why i came out with that record called hoop dreams so when you get when you all get a chance like definitely go to my traumatized life story ep and then listen to hoop dreams
0: well i'm gonna put so, it on um, here too so people can be able to check it out but it's so interesting how life always circles around. it's amazing how things will happen in your life and then when you get to oh yeah you look back like, wow, it all makes sense. I know
1: it didn't make sense at that time. Like, no, yeah, but now it's like, it it came full circle. And I I feel like the music is my NBA. That's how I feel. And I feel like I'm still, I'm still balling. I'm still pass, passing the rock to different people in the industry. And I feel like I'm just being a team player. Oh
0: my God. Like, that's so, dope.
1: Yeah, so I just feel like it's just, that was dope, it just man. coming together. <laughs> I'm talking
0: to you. What's your Zodiac sign? Oh, Virgo. you a Virgo? You're one of the most wisest Virgos I've ever made. Y'all are very really smart. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are very smart. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I think what you're doing is so great. I'm so happy to have you on this platform, especially having people like you all who actually create the music and artists being able to normally artists flock to this segment. They enjoy these type of shows because they learn from you all, too. So I appreciate you dropping so many gems and being on my platform also.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate you having me Kayla. I mean, it's definitely been, you know, a pleasure, you know, being on the show talking to you and being able to just share my life story with you. And um, I just appreciate the networking queen as well. Just being able to just, you know, making all these things happen. I mean, she, she's definitely a major key. Um, And yeah, she, she, she's amazing. Like she, she helps everybody like on the team. She's, She's checking in with the team daily, like uh, she's on top of everything. Like she was checking in with me now, like like even with the interviews, she was like, "Are you on yet?" I was like, yeah, "She's on it."
0: Yeah, she gets. I mean, she gets back to it, and I appreciate it. having people like yeah. that that support you and that you trust. We all need people like that. And I think she's a blessing Absolutely. to all of you guys who I've had on the show. So-